1: and if people didn't smoke, there
0: would be no employment for the youth of today. So, once again, no smoking in this theater. Whoa, wait. I didn't really dig him at all. Diplo appears as Oops, himself, the Pokemon Universe version of the DJ. I actually didn't know that. I
2: remember my favorite part. <laughs> you we, are we? Should we start by just saying what our favorite parts are? Are we? We're already recording. recording. Okay. So yeah, when we get to the pod, hey, we can fuck around for like three more minutes, and then we can, like then we can jump into the episode. Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay. Man,
1: how's everybody doing?
2: Thank welcome back to Tri Love. Uh, welcome
3: back. No, to please, a, please. A very <laughs> special episode. <of> Try Love. <laughs> very special
1: episode of Try Love, in which we're going to be talking about Detective Pikachu. We saw this at the Trilon. It was on thirty-five millimeter. Uh, great
3: print, exquisite. Great print. This movie was filmed on thirty-five mm It was Did you really, know that? yeah. Wow. I have mixed feelings about that. Oh my god! It, yes, it oh was. really? Why do you have mixed feelings? Well, uh,
2: it? Well, I don't, like. It looked great, and it helped, uh, like, ingrain the animation, uh, like, in, into real. Which was like, it's always the thing with a, like a, a movie like this, a real live-action Pokemon movie. How are you going to make that work? Filming on film. Uh, specifically, is like a really good step, but the animation, I, like Pikachu, looks great. A lot of the other animation looks great. I didn't think <coughs> all of the, <laughs> I didn't think all of the animation was necessarily like super superb. So, yeah, like, it, I think it, I agree with it, that. It didn't all seem to fit in. in there are a couple of times when I mean.
1: like uh, Justice Smith. <laughs> Smith. Tim, Smith, Tim is putting oh. back on uh, Pikachu's hat, his little detective hat, where it looks like that kind of wibbly green screeny look. Yeah. like that did not affect my viewing or like appreciation for this movie at all like totally it was just so charming which is
3: like a lot of what uh we could say about this movie right like in general i think that's my takeaway from the movie is that like uh i think cody you and i had maybe talked about this but like there's yeah what are all our names sorry oh
1: oh so sorry uh my name's jason i'm cody I'm Harry. And uh, we have a special guest today. Nick Rantzbottom. Thank you very much Ooh. for being with us again. Nick, what is your Twitter handle?
0: At uh, the ETO Uh
1: That is a, an Assassin's Creed reference. Yes. Right? We'll talk about Assassin's Creed on the next episode.
0: If <laughs> no, I
1: wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's, Michael with Fass- Michael that's Fass- a thing that Creed. happened. <laughs> you uh, you have opinions. I haven't I, seen that I movie. Mean, everyone really? has opinions on that movie,
0: and they're all the same. <laughs> is that bad, I've never right? seen it. Right? It's, it's really worse than I thought it would be like my boy so my boyfriend and i watched it and we we're like well, well we'll do this ironically yeah. like it can't be that bad it was not only bad it was really fucking boring wow Ooh. so it was just i a heard giant it's really waste serious of time. right it like is
3: yeah
1: did i heard a rumor that Marion and thought that this was like a historical film i no. did she play it that way
0: I, I mean I couldn't tell you.
1: I got I to watch this movie. It's, I, it's, bad. it's on
0: Netflix it's, or something. I anyway, this is it. A the podcast. worst part: is it's canonical with the games? <laughs> is it really? Yeah, oh, the games shit. actually reference characters from this movie. No, that's no, great. No, that's incredible. No. My name is
2: Cody Narvis, and video games are really not my wheelhouse. So <laughs> uh, I'm
3: a fly on the wall. <laughs> but <right now. laughs> Detective
2: Pikachu
1: is as fuck.
2: We yes. all really like this movie. This yes. is yes. Yep. this is the
3: unironically, uh, genuinely, I think this is a very very good movie. Yes. Long
1: awaited uh, live action. Pokemon film. Uh, I'm going to directly attribute this to the success of Pokemon Go a few years back because the Pokemon series had been chugging along as its own thing and you know with its various so an extremely
3: successful franchise, right. yeah. But, but
1: like the breaking it beyond the mainstream, if there is such a thing, into like just cultural consciousness was Pokemon Go a few years back. It
3: always occupied. It, it was a weird space, right? Because like I feel like Pokemon has always been mainstream and it has always been, mm-hmm. um, but it's also old right? Like, it's it's a 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old franchise at this point. And, like, a few years ago, when Pokemon Go happened, it uh, earned a renaissance, the likes of which, like, very few franchises i yeah, ever I can't ever think seen, of like, like,
1: Is there a good parallel to Pokemon Go? I don't, I Go don't know that not? there
3: is any good parallel to Pokemon Go, because that game fucking owned the world for, like, a month after it came out. It was wild. I've never seen anything like it, right? Like, it actually, I don't know, it makes me pretty mad that Niantis or Niantic, is that the name of it? Niantic, yeah. Never uh, scaled for that or, like, never saw it coming because, like, man, if they had had a a game with legs beneath Pokemon Go, it could have been, like, it could have changed the landscape of, like, the way that we play games and, like, interact with technology. It was that big. Yeah, Niantic
1: put in some effort once in
3: a while. It was, like, changing the way that, like people interacted with each other in public spaces. Like, I would go out to like a fucking restaurant, and I would just meet people who were also playing Pokemon Go. Here. And it was like, yeah. I was talking to strangers. Which, like, if you know me, that doesn't happen. Like, I don't <laughs> talk to strangers. You barely talk to your friends. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> He's so quiet on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that game I'm sounds old. a lot
0: better when you don't live in a very yeah. very barren neighborhood. Which is, that's I mean, a huge that's a huge problem with that game, yep, right? right. Yep. I, there was always one Pokemon near me. So it's like
3: oddish, a ratatat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. So you're just youngster Joey out there with your yep. shorts and your rat tat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to be fair, you like shorts; they're comfy and easy to they wear. They are. Yeah, this is true. Hell yeah, we're high fiving. <laughs>
1: okay, so I think that that scratches a certain itch that I had about this movie. Is that what are like? Where are we ranking everybody around this table anyway, in terms of familiarity and love for the Pokemon series? I will put myself probably comfortably, maybe next to Cody at the bottom. No offense. No offense, but you just said video games aren't your thing. Yeah, um, well
2: I I guess uh pivot here. The video games I did play, like ninety five percent of the games I've played, um, which again are not a lot, are Pokemon based. I played the shit out of the Game Boy games. Usually like once a year even, all um well Play them illegally on an em- emulator. Sorry, um, the people who made those games. But, uh, yeah, Nintendo's
1: <laughs> really hurting for your money. Yeah,
2: I, right. Um, I bought they, a movie
1: to get those. They're definitely running crawlers on this for audio, sure. though, uh, and they've heard you use that yeah. phrase. Do you
3: know Nintendo? I would not be surprised. Nope. <laughs>
1: no, I, I was not joking. Yeah.
3: No, that was a joke. I have my
2: uh, brick uh, Game Boy. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it, the gray, like, I don't think like it. It's like a classic. Classic. Yeah, um, I have
1: a, I have one of those see-through ones. I do not.
2: I it's actually, really yeah, I have the color the SP. Um, I actually played like the brick Game Boy nice. um, from my like my dad had it. Um, nice, so yeah, nostalgia, uh, which is all over
1: this. Ninety-five percent of your video game experience is Pokemon based. Yes, um, I played. I think the last Pokemon game I played through was Crystal back like when it was okay. new Yeah, uh, and I had played Yellow before that. I played a bit of Stadium as a kid. I really liked the aesthetic, the world, the life, and the general vibe of Pokemon. But I did not keep up with. The anime. I did not give up with new generations beyond I think generation two or three. Yeah, uh, that's so about where I capped it off too. Right? Okay,
2: so like I, I, I ventured into Gen three a little bit. Um, did the trading card game a little bit. Did the uh, the anime a little bit. Um, I got really into. Uh, I mean, like strategy move sets, like the like the <coughs> stats that come with competitive pink. play. Yeah, like specifically in the Game Boy games. Okay. Um, yeah, like yellow blue. Did you have a
1: breeding notebook? Uh, I did w- what? Uh
3: he did, but it had uh, nothing to do with Pokémon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. I uh, I'm going to need to see that after class.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll yeah, we'll we'll talk about that.
1: Uh, so then it, I guess it comes down to I I think this is relevant to someone's viewing experience sure. like, yeah, yeah. because it it's
3: definitely th- strongly affected mine. Uh because okay. I I mean like Pokémon were like exactly my generation mm-hmm. um i'm 27 this year i guess not that i'm sure nick you also have nick's a little bit younger than we yep. are uh but uh i'm sure you have an experience with pokemon too but like man, more than
0: i would to. that. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, really I mean, how oof, old are you 24 okay as of, as yesterday. of yesterday oh happy yeah, birthday, nick. yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. i'm
1: so sorry for not mentioning that on the podcast for no, posterity no, okay. nick's posterity
0: birthday. yeah as as we are recording my birthday was nick's birthday. in the past <laughs> yesterday uh,
1: Next birthday, it will be your next birthday, your twenty fifth. By the time that uh, this releases, <laughs>
3: but yeah, uh, Pokemon was hashtag my first anime. Hit it! Um, oh, really? Yep. I uh, I watched the original series all the way through through the Elite Four, Ash, Ketchum, Misty, Brock. Um, every day we recorded it on VHS, and I watched it after That's school. Good, man. Uh, I collected. I have. I think I still have all of the first generation cards. I have a holographic Charizard. It was really hard to get. I was a spoiled kid. You got a holographic Charizard. <laughs> yeah. I did. <laughs> yes. um, I used to trade cards at school. I used to take my Game Boy to school. Um yeah, Pokemon was like my to, whole shit. I used to I draw have, Pokemon. I can that. we can maybe post it. I uh saw Pokemon the first movie when it came out in theaters I cosplayed uh my, oh my step siblings at the time also cosplayed as Misty Brock and Ash respectively uh, oh who uh, cool are you I was Ash yeah. okay okay. I have a picture that, that says like September 1999 or whatever of me I'll send it to you you need to that yeah yet, shit. uh Wow, put yourself as the protagonist, real. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, just, <laughs> yeah. cool. yes. young Harry. I think I was the nerdiest looking, so it made sense. And you um, still are, yep, yeah. as always.
1: So then, Nick, your experience with Pokemon and how do you think it impacted your viewing?
0: Um, so I'm very experienced with Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I won't go into <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jimi Hendrix.
0: How how much? <laughs> um, you know, I actually don't think it affected me that much. My experience. Um, there was a great tweet I saw that I cannot remember who. It's from, but people were complaining you needed a lot of knowledge with Pokemon. Really to enjoy the movie, which is weird because Endgame has like 21 movies leading up to it. Yeah, and no one bats an wow, eye. Wow,
3: good point.
2: So get them.
0: Yeah, it's not mine. Yeah. so I can't take credit for
2: that. I was I was thinking about that after the fact. How like it did feel really accessible? Yeah, I thought, exactly. Like, there were only a few. Like they talk about uh, like um, uh, Justice Smith's car- Tim.
3: Tim Uh, Goodman. Goodman. Justice Smith as Tim Goodman, which is one of my favorite (laughs) sentences in history. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, Yeah, he talks about Pikachu's moveset, like, a
2: couple times. Yeah. And there's a a point at the beginning where um, uh, Karan Sony. I'm really sorry if I mispronounced that, he's from, like, the Deadpool movies and a lot Mm -hmm. of other stuff, he talks about type advantages a little bit. Beyond that, like it's just straight up. Like you're you're watching. You don't talk about like the nitty gritties of Pokemon. Right.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that they do the they do the right thing, right? Which is that like you get some extra um, sort of in jokes and have some fun if you know things like for instance like if you know what a cubone is then the first scene where they try to catch a cubone because tim is lonely and cubone (laughs) is the lonely pokemon is like cuter and it makes some more sense but like that scene totally operates without it and you still understand what's happening you understand that tim doesn't have a pokemon and that that's weird Mm -hmm. and that means he's like an outcast um, he's an insurance adjuster, which is a hilarious job in the Pokemon world. And like, they yes. make fun of it, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, shout out to my dad, by the way. Uh, Q- <laughs> Cubone is his favorite Pokemon. Uh, Cubone uh, is, is a my great Cubone's favorite Pokemon. great. Pokemon. Uh,
2: uh, Pokemon. Yeah. Dude. He's up there. Been. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he's great. He's like Daddy the way, Daphnis. The way
1: that he's introduced in this movie, I don't think it's the first Pokemon you see. No, the first Pokemon you see, spoiler, is Mewtwo. Yeah. Oh, uh,
3: yes. Uh, um, <laughs> and then pidgeotto right and then pidgeotto which is flying uh, maybe oh, man. we were going to talk about our favorite scenes and this is a weird one to have but Let's do uh it. like you see like a, a farmhouse i think it is or something uh and it it's just like a a long shot where you like look down at a farmhouse and then there are like p- a flock of pidgeotto fly overhead and like for whatever reason, I'm maybe because I'm just old and shitty and cynical. Like I didn't think that this movie was gonna hit me that hard. I was just looking forward to enjoying it, and then I almost started crying when oh I saw God. the Pidgeotto flyover. Specifically, uh, those shots,
1: those like establishing shots of the city or of the countryside. It's because they don't like, and it's there's a better word for it, but it's because they don't fetishize those shots. It's yeah. not like they show you a, a close-up of Pidgeotto's magic, face. Dude. It's just like gliding on the wing, and you could mistake them for birds. And but just like not. as
3: a huge nerd, like. I've always been really, like, I love and am fascinated by the idea of, like, how do Pokemon fit into an ecosystem? And, like, how do they interact with each other? And how do they, uh like, affect the world? And how does the world affect them? And so to see that, and, like, you get a lot more of that in the movie, maybe not as much as I would have liked, but, mm-hmm. like... Just to see, like, oh, like, there are, there are flocks of Pidgeotto. They do move in herds. Herds like- <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Uh, um,
2: when that scene was happening, someone in the row behind me um, did, like, a, oh my gosh. It was like, oh
3: my god, that's Pidgey. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they distributed <laughs> it. Yeah, no, uh, like,
2: audibly. And I, uh, like, I, like, they said that and I got chills. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. I mean, know, that like, was this like, is like, it. I was, like, completely taken. At the, from that point on, it was like, oh, like they did the Pidgeotto thing, and from then on, it was like, I'm here, like this is it, yeah. like yeah. And I, I don't think that the movie ever really let me down from that point on. Um, yeah, so yeah, um,
2: I'm gonna say two things only because one thing that like uh, that I was most looking forward to in this movie, like I know Arcanine shows up in the trailer a little bit, and like that's as much of a glimpse as we get of Ar- Arcanine is my favorite Pokemon. Okay, oh um, yeah, Good uh, and uh, we see Arcanine. Um, uh understandably so Arcanine is just like a pig cop in this movie. Um <laughs> like doesn't have a lot to play uh as far as like the narrative is concerned. Um but just like seeing you know where this world has been built up in the monorail video uh that Tim is watching, just like, you know, humans and Pokemon living side by side and like cut to the city, you know, Tim's looking out and like we see Arcanine sitting next to like some police officer and that just like really hit me in a like a really uh sweet way. The moment that got the biggest reaction out of me, though, um, was the... Uh, um, we'll get into plot details a little bit more. Um, there's this scene with uh, l- a bunch of laudrid at a club. Um oh, so uh, As soon, so it, as, soon yeah. as this... Uh, we'll talk about this poke drug um, uh-huh. a little bit later. But as soon as this poke drug is inhaled by these laudrid, they start playing... Like, they pivot <laughs> from, like... I just like normal upbeat music to like trap. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I laughed so hard. Like easily the biggest reaction out of me. That just like juxtaposing Pokemon and like the legacy that has had up to now to like a really great contemporary joke. Yeah, uh, was like that was just really smart and well handled. Yeah, I I just I really liked that.
3: Yeah, it's a great moment. Uh, I was. either of your um, favorite moments.
0: Speaking of the scene with the and everything, the um, scene with Pikachu and Charizard, there's just something about that, seeing that in live action and everything Mm. that was just so entertaining to watch. It is.
1: It's quite good. Uh, Everyone
0: gathering around this underground (laughs) illegal
1: Pokemon (laughs) fighting. Uh, I would say maybe that was one of my less favorite scenes because it does like, the further this movie got from the plot line of I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Like, the Pokemon trainer uh, journey. Like, that was the least interesting way that this movie could have gone to me. Like right, like to yeah. And realizing that he was a Pokemon trainer and that he really wanted to, like, get back into it and stuff. But it, the movie fairly quickly, like, sidelines that. Like
0: I actually, sorry, I take it back... I just remembered my favorite scene it's with Mr. Mime
1: yeah yes. the Mr. that's Mime the best yes. is. Yeah. oh man yeah. that's the best it gets, it gets a little little, little <laughs> macabre but yeah. very funny it's throughout so and just very it's very so good it's so clever yeah. this movie uh, one thing I want to mention before we get into internal consistency because I think that that is a like part of where this movie really succeeds um examples like Loudred being in that movie I didn't know what the fuck a Loudred was. I saw those things I but hope I got it right by the way is it not yeah, Loudred he, I it think is. it is I didn't I didn't
2: think it was the that was like the later but not the latest stage of I googled that. it later and that is loudred okay
1: correct. yeah uh, because they've got the big yellow lips and the big uh, things the yeah, speaker speakers ears. yeah yep. um, okay that is like speaks to me uh, that this movie was not relying too much on like knowledge of Pokemon but I guess like a, a an openness them or like a familiarity with the concept of creatures that perform like non- natural acts, I suppose, because, like, using them as the speaker system, I then knew everything about that Pokemon. He uses sonic waves to battle opponents and stuff. Never knew anything about it. D- yeah. Did not know he existed, to like this movie.
3: To, to speak to the Mr. Mime scene, like, I didn't even ever put together that that was Mr. Mime shtick, is that like, he is a, a mime character who, like, makes invisible stuff like a mime would, yeah, but because it's either. a psychic, it's real. Like, he can yeah, actually he, do that with his... That literally walls. never occurred to me, and it was brilliant to see. I was so like, good. wow, like, now that Pokemon Pokemon makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. And, like, the Psyduck thing, where if Psyduck gets too stressed, his brain explodes, uh, is hilarious and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they they even threw in Greninja, and, like, Greninja's tongue yeah. was, like, oh, yeah. important yeah. to the, Which is, is, like... Like, they're, like, horror movie monsters in this, which <laughs> is perfect. With the bulging um, eyes. Yeah, there there's, like... They use a lot of the Pokemon really, really well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One thing that it does with... Po- with uh, like the idea of integrating the pokemon with the real world is it establishes what i hope is a canon interpretation of the scale of some pokemon because like i've yeah. seen, i've seen various interpretations through the manga and through the anime of like a pikachu being nine feet tall or some shit or like an arcanine being being huge like the size of a bear
3: yeah like there are like official pokedex uh measurements yeah but those measurements often don't make sense yeah and are like not internally consistent
1: yeah like uh, like a geodude being the size of i don't know uh, you've seen
3: the like cracked articles or whatever that are just like according to uh the pokedex uh like I don't know, Char- Charizard weighs like literally 800 pounds, and like so when Ash picked it up at one point, Ash must be like a fucking like He-Man superhuman. <laughs> uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I, and that's what I really liked about this movie is that it like kind of I'm assuming that it threw away a lot of those conventions of like this is how big a an Apom is or whatever, you know. It, but it just used those used the the signifiers of these Pokemon to integrate them into the real world in ways that. I mean, I won't say are logical because it is a fi- very fictional place, but it's consistent internally.
2: Yeah. One type of integration I really liked, is um, a little bit different, uh, we eventually uh, see inside Tim Goodman's bedroom, and there are sort of some of the, like, like the boxing matchup posters that you would see, but with Pokemon battles. And, like, they looked really fucking sweet. Really like, great, Like yeah. Articuno Steelix, uh, Dragonite Hypno, yeah. sure. Um, but that the... There's
3: a Gengar Charizard fight that we yeah. see at one. Oh, and oh that, that, was, that was Gengar yeah. Blastoise 2 Just like Yeah, shouting out to the game. I think yeah. right because that's the uh, uh, it was Nidorino in, in uh, the game. What am I thinking? Okay, okay. yeah, <laughs> <the laughs> Nidorino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. I kind of <laughs> wish <laughs> that there was more <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> music in this because those uh, those soundtracks are so iconic. They, um, they are. Yeah. But
1: we have so many threads going that I think we yeah we uh should follow them all. Do you
3: think we should we should get into the actual plot? Like what this movie's about? A lot about this. I don't think the plot will be. The plot, actually, now that I'm saying it,
1: actually was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, because, because it's
3: absolutely a detective uh, movie. Yeah. Um, and it makes good on that, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and also, like, there are just themes of, uh, like, family uh, abandonment and sort of identity-seeking that work really – that I, in my opinion, like, sing in yeah. this movie. Like, they're um, really – and it's also uh, – sorry, I'm going 100 miles an hour. Um, go faster. Uh, this movie is like really specifically targeted towards millennials uh, especially people a little bit younger than than I am Mm -hmm. in a way that I never could have expected and that doesn't feel pandering but feels pitch perfect like they absolutely knew who they were writing this movie for and wrote it successfully to those people at least in my opinion in a way that's like Remarkable.
1: What are some examples of that? I think um, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, about.
3: like Tim's stuck in a, a dead-end job that, that he never saw himself in and, and doesn't really like and, and that his friends think is sort of weird and maybe even immoral, uh, insurance adjusting in the world of Pokemon. <laughs> uh, um, the, I mean, obviously, the main one I'm thinking of is Lucy Stevens, um, the character played by Catherine Newton. I think is her name. Yeah, who's a, a junior reporter for uh, the Rhyme City um, newspaper. But eventually, it comes out that like she's an intern and she's stuck behind a desk writing BuzzFeed articles. Which, like, holy shit! Like Nick and I are, are freelancers in like yep. fucking big move. <laughs> yep. right? hey, Jason, you're a freelancer <laughs> hey, look too. At like, all these like, like, yeah, it's like man, like that is what you do, huh? Yep. Like. Man, uh, and so, like, just the, and the idea that, like, her, her motivation in the story is always, like, I can be more than this, and, like, I just need a chance, and so, like, she pairs up with, uh, Tim Goodman because she smells a story, and, like, that's what you have to do to pursue a story, and, like, that and the idea that, that, uh, I mean, this is more timeless, but, uh, spoilers, I guess, Bill Nahi's character ends up being the bad guy, and just the idea that your institutions are betraying you, um, yeah that the the like specific way that this movie thinks about fathers and sons um and and children and like relating to your parents and and how you have to navigate that as you grow up felt extremely like somebody was like i'm making this movie for a person who loved pokemon when they were a kid and now they're older and like this is how i'm going to navigate that exactly Um, yeah um, which is, like, something you didn't have to do. Like, you didn't have to go off Detective Pikachu. <laughs> like, this could have just been a fucking licensed movie, and, like, you actually, like, really went for it in yeah. a lot of different ways.
1: I wonder if in the next... Because there's almost... There's a certain, like, going to be a next... T- t- Pokémon I think they're making
3: Pokes- a cinematic universe. Yeah, they right? said oh God, this movie is called Pokémon colon Detective Pikachu. So presumably there's going to be Pokémon colon movies. Thank God.
1: Yeah. Um that's one thing that like I said I, I I'm glad they didn't do was the Pokémon Trainer's Journey. Uh it, there were like shades of that throughout where like he's learning more about Pokémon and clearly like showing his early love of Pokémon to like learn and master and, like, navigate the world of Pokemon, but it's not like that is the focus. The focus is him discovering a mystery behind his father's disappearance. Right. We should talk about the plot, Yeah. Um, So, uh... I'll just start. Uh, Harry Goodman is uh, a detective with Rhyme City PD, um, a place where humans and Pokemon live together in integrated harmony. Uh, Pokemon
3: battles aren't allowed. I believe Pokeballs aren't allowed. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. 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 In Rhyme City, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Tim Goodman, his son... uh, well he's he's presumed to have died. Uh Tim early on gets no gets word that he's see, died. We
3: see Harry presumably die uh in a c- at a, car crash. a facility that they're making a Mewtwo and Mewtwo breaks Which, out and attacks and great
1: turn. In the trailers yeah. they were playing like, Oh, we've got Mewtwo in this movie, keep an eye out for him, like it's the big turn but then like first shot of the fucking movie is Mewtwo in a like test tube chamber incredible
3: i yeah. love like that what is what an anti-climax right yeah. like it's yeah. it's like it's like the anti-jurassic park where like all of the power of the dinosaurs in jurassic park is you don't see them until the movie's halfway over yeah and in this it's just like we're gonna Mewtwo's like the third frame of this movie
1: <laughs> legitimately yeah uh yeah and then uh so he is united with um detective with a detective Pikachu who is uh literally
2: united with a detective Pikachu sorry
1: okay stop owning me please uh who was Harry's partner uh each detective each policeman uh, police person police officer voiced by Ryan
2: Reynolds I don't know if we said that everybody knows it by now yeah Yeah. Uh,
1: voiced by Ryan Reynolds who was uh his father's partner uh and has amnesia no idea what what happened Yeah, Tim
3: meanwhile is is sort of a drifting through life. He lives with his grandmother, he and his father were um Sort of, they sort of drifted apart after his mom died. Uh, so Tim is sort of like, he's stuck in this sort of liminal state where like he he's rejected Pokemon. He doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. He's staying in, in his hometown.
1: While uh, all of his friends are leaving. In
3: Pallet Town. Meanwhile, all of his friends are leaving. Um, and uh, then he gets this call about his dad and he goes to Rhyme City to figure things out. And there he meets P- Pikachu. He right? meets yeah.
1: uh, Pikachu and uh, Ken Watanabe. He has a snuggle oh as god, his part Ken,
3: Yo, oh, a, Ken Watanabe snubble. saying
2: "snuggle"? Oh snubble. my god! Oh. And, and like <laughs> he has <laughs> a, he
3: has a small role in this movie, and too small, It's very too small. Yeah. And he's a cop, and he infuses that role with so much pathos that like it's amazing. Like, yes. Ten Watanabe, it turns out, is a very good actor. Like, that's not exactly a hot take, <laughs> but like, holy shit, thank you for putting him in this movie, that, people who did it's that. It's like,
1: and fucking great uh, that he's even in this movie. He um, discovers at his father's apartment this R A, like an aerated drug that has no effect on humans apparently, but does drive Pokemon wild. crazy like, For a short yeah. time, puts them in a crazed state.
3: Which is the plot from the Detective Pikachu video game.
1: See, I, I have a friend who, uh, who played that game. Is it Seth? no no it's not I you have, have other friends <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh, Seth, who's yeah, Seth to play game. he will not be listening to this okay. but he deserves what? all the praise in the world why doesn't Seth listen to our podcast uh, he doesn't listen to podcasts in general I bought him a, a bluetooth speaker so that he'd be able to I'm like hey put this on in the shower or That's like, whatever you're doing and he I don't think he's picked it up yet he listens to music Seth? on Seth you fucked up listen <laughs> to <laughs> this fucking podcast <laughs> uh, but
3: it's funny I'm I'm attacking him but the only way he could hear these attacks is if he listened to the podcast to p- it's
2: irony so, isn't it yeah
1: um, in the, now we're owned
2: He's
3: put on the trail of where this
1: uh, drug came from, um, under the advi- against the advisement of Ken Watanabe's character, who was another, who's again a detective at the same place that uh, that Harry Goodman was. Um, and uh, it's sort of a dangerous path to be following because he's trying to follow up the chain from the criminal underworld, which is where we discover where we see that uh, illicit Pokemon fight, which has some. Incredibly really great, cool. like just seeing Hunter and it was, is it Hunter or Gengar? Gengar. His show. Oh, Gengar yeah. with his gigantic separated Disgusting.
3: teeth. Oh, oh God! God. <sighs> like,
1: but what a right, what the! It's the right Pokemon to do that. Oh for. yeah, because yeah. it's a horrifying Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he's shout out to Gengar, you're beautiful. Um,
2: I love Gengar. You deserve one of my,
3: one of my favorite Gen our, our Gen one Pokemon. I and think Gen- I was a bigger Hunter fan because Hunter has a character arc in the the anime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good but, point. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Okay. Nerds. But. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then he's eventually led back to the research laboratory where uh, Mewtwo is, was being created. He discovers what happened there vaguely. He finds out that that uh, some shadow corporation is uh, experimenting on Pokemon to augment their powers. Uh, and uh, it's at this point that um, a little bit of P- Pikachu's memory is, um, is restored. And he finds out and he feels like he's going to eventually harm Tim uh, because he feels like he caused the accident that led to uh, Tim's dad's death because
3: he remembers sabotaging the facility, which caused Mewtwo to escape. So it, it, the the second act twist is that Pikachu helped P- Mewtwo escape from confinement, and then Mewtwo presumably killed Harry Goodman. Right, and so Pikachu feels responsible for betraying Harry Goodman and letting Mewtwo free.
1: We can just pause on the plot. Who thought that they were going to give Pikachu such an incredibly deep character arc? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like you said, it doesn't need to go off that fucking hard. It's so good. I
2: didn't think Pikachu would get that arc. I didn't think we'd have, like, a Mewtwo was right arc eventually, uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. The was
3: right. We can talk about this. The politics of this movie are wild and yeah. really good. Yeah. And sure. like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's weird. It's incredible. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Uh, it's just, I'll finish up the plot summary so that we can get on, uh, but it's revealed that Mewtwo is being manipulated, He was created in the lab, obviously, being manipulated by um, a corporation run by Bill Nighy's character.
3: Who was, we thought, a good guy, and we thought that his son was a bad guy, and so... His son is still kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, but, but he's not a bad... No, he's like, not evil. Uh, he's not evil, big, right. Big M- Milo
1: Yiannopoulos vibes from that guy. That yeah, I he. thought that We're, too. With oh, the sunglasses. sunglasses? Yes. Bushy it was hair very and the uncomfortable. Oof. It was but like, on, a really disgusting.
3: good way to get me to hate someone. Really?
1: I feel like it has to have been intentional. Like yeah, can't just, yeah. You can't study really like people it. like that and look up um, that aesthetic without But anyway,
3: him. Bill Nahi sends Tim Goodman on a sort of wild goose chase, fingering his son... Jesus. As the culprit. Right. What okay. the, G? come on. You paused. When yeah, it, why when, did you pause? I When in reality,
1: our perc- character <laughs> wants to unify uh, humans with Pokemon in a very, in a very get Literal out, way. It a is get out. out. I think like I, I said sister. to
3: you, like, <laughs> uh, my sister, what? shut up, Tony. God, you're five. Come on. <laughs> Dude.
1: How many fingers do you have Fingering again? his
3: brother. Yeah. Or his son. Oh,
1: Wow. Um, you said it. You said both things. And we're gonna. You said that, that go- and like waited
2: out. for us to digest that for a full minute. Fingering Honestly. his
1: brother, fingering Pokemon for crimes. We're cutting out all of this. Yes, no. please, Bill um, <laughs> character wants to uh, unify the psyche. of He wants to Pokemon.
3: send Pokemon to the sunken place and put <laughs> humans human into human minds. That's what he does. He yeah. fucking you're put right, right, into the sunken place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and he says that because he has a neurodegenerative disease and he wants to put his consciousness into a Pokemon. Into Mewtwo. He wants to be Mewtwo and sort of rule the world. And he wants to put the minds of humans into Pokemon, uh, which he can do through the R drug and using Mewtwo's power. So he has this device that he wears on his head that puts him inside Mewtwo's uh, body. And then he uses muto 's powers to put people into pokemon that 's the climax of the movie
1: which occurs at a Pokemon like float festival
2: right. which is beautiful too
3: Pokemon like yeah parade uh, yeah.
2: dozens of people dressed up as Pikachu <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, Tim and Pikachu, through discrete separate clues, both come to that conclusion, mm-hmm. so they both solve the mystery in their own ways and then come together at the end, which is really cool yeah. Um, yeah. also. It's, uh, it's
1: staggering excuse me staggeringly well written i think it's a really sp- well written like yes yeah. it's it's not even like it's it's a serviceable script or like it's an okay story it's like actually a good movie regardless of whether or not it's pokemon it's i think so like a good yeah. movie yep.
3: uh yeah yes
1: that's a very basic thing that i probably should have said at the very beginning of this movie but uh, we all like this movie a whole lot yes i think uh, easy um, to say um uh, there's a
3: really great line. What is the the name of that giant turtle that has Torterra? The tr- torterra? torterra, yeah, yeah. It turns out that they make oh. giant, giant Torterra. It's probably my favorite line in the movie. I do are Yeah, mm-hmm. and it turns out that they're giant. But before you know that, like, there's this big earthquake when they're escaping from the Pokemon facility, and things are falling apart all around them. And like, th- at one point, they all fall and they're hanging onto a tree for dear life, and they're almost upside down because the the ground around them is shifting. And Pikachu screams like how do you still not believe at clim- in climate change at this point? It's like, it comes out of nowhere, and it's such a good joke. Uh, that was definitely, like, yeah, like bo- a show-stopping yeah. line. Totally, yeah.
2: like, these,
1: are, these are Pokemon the size of mountains. Literally, they are yeah. underneath yep. the mountains. So it's like it's completely, like, you forget for a moment that it's a Pokemon movie because it has nothing to do with Pokemon, and yet they're, like, riding on these Pokemon-sized the mountains. But he just, like, oh, man, what a, what a good line. What a good, like, comic relief. And, like you said, Harry turned to me and he was like, how is this the wokest movie of 2019? <laughs> <laughs> and
3: it sort of continues to be, right? Like, like Mewtwo's politics are great in this movie. Where, like, he he uh, originally, because of the, the suffering that he endured at the hands of the people who created him, had decided that humanity was evil and was maybe going to break confinement and do a Mewtwo Strikes Back, Pokemon the First Movie mm-hmm. attack on humanity. And then... Because of the help of Harry Goodman, who helped break him from the confinement um, with the help of his Pikachu, because it turns out that's the big spoiler in Act 3, right? Is that Harry Goodman was actually working against Bill Nahi to free um, Mewtwo and foil his plan to take over Pokemon. And Mewtwo is moved by this and says, I think the line is like, humanity is evil, but you've shown me that not all people are bad. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so he decides to take a different uh Route, but he still decides humanity is evil, and so like in this movie, humans are the bad guys fundamentally, and are fundamentally abusive of Pokemon, and that just is true. Yep, and like that's a wild and cool thing to say about like, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, should we spoil the the big spoiler? The ba- yeah, let's let's
1: let's <laughs> ram right through it.
3: Which is that in reality, Detective Pikachu, the 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 Pokemon that Tim Goodman could talk to inexplicably, um, was his dad the whole time. And he had been... His his dad had put... Mewtwo had put his dad's consciousness into the Pokemon Pikachu in order to save Harry Goodman's life. It's not exactly clear how that saves the life because his body would have still been dying, but it doesn't matter. Um, they, again, they devote great time to making sure the politics of that transaction are right, where he says, like, uh, Harry Goodman, your, your Pikachu has... has consented to letting this happen temporarily and will give Pikachu back the body. They did it much more elegantly than well, I'm doing it. It's now. funny
1: that, like, and it's not funny because it's a very, like, emotional scene where where Pikachu is, like, consenting to hey, save, he's talking to Mewtwo but, like, it's communicated through, like, a couple of Pika Pika's.
3: It's yeah. <laughs> uh, incredible. We should and also shout out, um, is, it remember her, her, is name? her name, um... I, I know her name. I don't know how to pronounce it necessarily. I think it's uh, Ikue Otani. Yeah. I think um, that's how you Ikue pronounce it. Otani. Yeah. yeah. Who has always been the voice of Pikachu um, <laughs> ever since the beginning. Uh, and and her voice is iconic. And, uh, like, I think you mentioned, Jason, they only have Pika Pika say, like, they only say that a couple times in this movie. And they could have easily used archival. uh mm-hmm audio, but they got Ikue Otane to come back and re-record, and uh, sort of emblematic of, like, this movie's commitment to, like, actually, like, representing itself correctly. And boy, does it rule. And, like, it made me, like, a little bit emotional to hear that. Like, yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Let's...
1: I've been talking I, a lot I want to talk about the yeah. soundtrack, if we can. Did anybody else have any thoughts on what we were just talking about before we... Okay, I'll just no, pivot to the soundtrack. Do it. Uh, composed by Henry Jackman, who is known as, uh, having composed uh, also several video game scores, he did a lot of the Uncharted music, specifically Uncharted 4, I think was almost entirely him. Uh, Uncharted, Last Legacy, or Lost Legacy, which was the follow-up DLC to that, and he did completely. Uh, Harry did not like that there wasn't enough, or there wasn't more, like, direct calls to the Pokemon soundtrack. Yeah. I liked that because it felt like it served the story more than it served the brand in some ways. Um, uh, there is, like, I, Charlie was mentioning how, like, there's just enough tasteful chip tune music. I went back and listened through; it. It's all on Spotify, and it's still a great soundtrack. Listening to that Loudred, like, club track is... It brings the whole scene right back to mind because it's so vividly integrated. It's like diegetic music. Um, but... Uh, I liked how it was, like, classy enough. It's, like, a good blockbuster action, like, score. Uh, but, like, the first time, I thought that they, for certain they were going to start that the whole movie with the, uh, like, Pokemon anime theme. But it does not appear in the movie until Pikachu is crying it. Lionel <laughs> is literally weeping to right. it. And it's just another layer of, like... Of course, Pikachu of course. remembering the
2: good times, singing the Pokemon theme—that's like
1: me any day in my adult life. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Sitting kind of the what theme. this
3: movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so I, I really like the use, of the soundtrack. It's little of it stands out, um, like as like super catchy tracks or like incredibly well composed or arranged music. But it's totally fitting of the of the tone of the movie. It's like symphonic and epic, to for lack of a better word. But I want to know what you guys thought of of like not only. The soundtrack itself, but how music is used throughout it.
2: Um, I didn't think anything was terrifically like offensive or that it came short in any way. Um, I'm sure it could have like integrated certain cues from like the old like Game Boy or you know other soundtracks that exist within um, the show. To kind of build those in and build those in and like but make that's
3: something contemporary. Right, ad- that's not like a criticism though. Right. It's just like a wish list item almost. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it would
2: be like y and you could like still, I feel, get the job done. Like uh, like I didn't notice the soundtrack too much in any particularly. Uh, like negative way or like supremely positive way which to me is like that was like successful I think it I think it serviced the movie I think just it's fine. serviceable yeah um and it like it accompanied uh just like the thing that stood out to me more is um just the aesthetic of um what was it rhyme city mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like I feel like that city was put together super well super um, realized the, yeah the the blending of um just the uh, the human elements shot on film and the anime like The animation was mostly, I feel like, up to snuff. Uh, Pikachu looked really great. Yeah. Um they uh, you know anything you read about the movie talks about how great Pikachu was
3: animated. Yeah. Um, uh Rhyme City is a great thing to bring up too, cuz they really nail it in my yeah. opinion. Um a lot of uh criticism or not criticism but just reviews and stuff talk about how it's like almost cyberpunky, almost like Blade Runnery. Totally. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, nighttime, yeah, Right. Like, as we're getting but into it, the noir elements. It felt really like and this is uh, uh, nebulous and difficult to define and like maybe not something that exists outside of my head, but uh It felt extremely Pokemon in the best sense to me in that, like, Pokemon helped me sort of, like, uh, understand cities in a really interesting way because, Mm. like, all of those Pokemon games are all about travel. Like, they're road trip games in a a lot of ways, and you travel to other cities, and Pokemon has this really distinct, really uh, unique sort of um, understanding of cities as spaces, and, like, the... the, um, the way that, that like cities develop and like the the green spaces and the municipal spaces around them and like it, you see that over and over again in the games and it was such a joy to see it in this game in this movie and to, to like look at how they were thinking about it and like especially because a detective genre um, movie which like we should probably I don't know if we're doing justice but like this also operates as a detective movie very well yeah. in my opinion but like the idea of taking like like Pokemon with this like this this game series that understands location so well and understands space so well and the detective genre which is so much about creating scenes where the space defines the scene and like you're moving to different locations that are all interesting like that that marriage works so much better than it has any right to and like rhyme city is a big part of that right but like the idea that like we're moving through these detective scenes beat by beat and at every point we're going to a different location like a, a seedy pokemon battle club or like a diner where luke uh I can't remember the Pokemon's name, but like there's a the Pokemon serving oh, coffee. Ludicolo, Ludicolo yeah. yeah. Um it like that that marriage works so well and it works so well historically with the way that Pokemon works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I loved that.
0: Yeah. Rime City itself is almost a character. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Is Rhyme yeah. City from the games? Is that it's place from in the Detective games? Pikachu, I think? Oh,
3: is it?
1: Okay. I think it's yeah. Yeah. So built for that game. Yeah. For that franchise. Okay.
0: Because in that one is where it's like in the movie, the Pokemon walk around, out and about, no one is a Pokemon trainer,
3: you know, so... Okay. Uh, <laughs> Long pause.
2: The face you're making is like a Psyduck face. Nice. You got like a, <laughs> a bill work in there. Those
3: lips. Um, okay. I don't know. How do we feel about the main characters?
0: Um, I liked Tim a lot. Uh, I think I really understood distancing himself from his dad yeah. personally. Uh, there's that scene uh, after um, Ken Watanabe's character shows him the footage of his dad dying. Mm-hmm. And he's setting out with Pikachu in the fountain. And he's not ashamed of pushing himself away from his dad. Because that's really valid. Yeah. But he regrets not giving him the chance because now that chance is gone. Mm-hmm. In that moment, at least. Yeah, as far they him. do
3: navigate that very well. Yeah, so they. it
0: wasn't like, oh, I did the wrong thing. It was you know, he did the wrong thing but I also maybe should have taken a step,
3: you know, and given for him the me, chance. For me, not yeah, for him. For me, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's really well said. Yeah. And, and again, another example of, like, the movie just sort of really understanding, uh, like, um, compassionately the yeah. way people are. Because uh, there's
0: also, when he first goes to Rhyme City, um, his, uh, who, Detective Hideo Yoshida, Kim one of Tombies character, uh, is asking him, you know, like he's he's there for him if he needs him and that kind of stuff, and he's just like, Nope, just give me the keys. Stonewalling I him, yeah. just gotta go clean the stuff out. Which is, you know, if you're away from a parent that long for yeah. such a bad reason, that is you know and it's like, a very clinical
3: eventually we see him work through his grief, but that grief is always um S- almost self-conscious in a way yeah, and like very totally. much about like thinking through like what did this person mean to me and like what is my obligation to feeling yeah, now? Exactly. like and and that's that's a really fascinating um and and surprisingly dynamic nuanced portrayal yeah. of grief yeah um you were gonna say something cody oh yeah i was uh gonna comment on the performances
2: a little bit yeah mm-hmm. um i think uh justice smith um I wasn't sold on Justice Smith uh, as Tim right away. Um, The first act, when he's kind of like generating his own emotion, like he's not bopping off of Pikachu yet, I think a lot of that kind of falls flat. Um, There was one line in particular, after he comes back from failing at catching Cubone, where he uh, is checking his phone, he's like, oh, I finally got service again. Five voicemails? How did I get five voicemails? And it was... Yeah, I was just like, "Is this going to be the whole movie?" It, like things get better, and Jason, you explained it really well um, in your letterbox review. Um, I it just I like uh, how you said that the story and his performance kind of worked together a little bit more. Whether it was you, like one influencing the other, mm-hmm. um, like he seemed to uh, interact more confidently with like the the big Pokemon y set pieces. Yeah. And I like I eventually I, was very on board.
3: I felt that way about a lot of the performances. Yeah. Um including uh Catherine Newton. Uh cool. I wasn't a crazy fan of hers in the, the first um scene. Apologies for using crazy. Uh that's ab- ableist. I'm working on it. Um but uh I think that like it ended up working for me when I when I thought about the anime. Honestly, I was like, "Oh, they're doing a bit like yeah. like she's like a Pokemon trainer, yes. and like yeah. there's like a really like spunky female Pokemon trainer she's, vibe to her. She's
1: introduced uh, just so we can lay the scene. Yeah. She's introduced when Tim uh, heads to his dad's his dad dad's apartment, and she is waiting at the top of the stairs. And like the light, uh, the lens flare is blinding out, so you can't see her. And she's like asking him all these hard. Uh, I wasn't gonna say it. All these really pressing questions, pressing questions about uh, what he knows about Harry Goodman because uh, she's trying to crack the story, and he like doesn't quite believe her. He's like calling her bullshit a little bit, and then she's like, "Okay, fine. I write listical articles for like the Rhyme City newspaper. What do you want from me? I've, I've got a heart, a news for uh, a nose for news, and you know, blah blah blah." So you're very much right. She's almost she's given almost as like a, uh, almost as a gag type character that yeah. is then like brought into her own as the movie goes on.
3: Yeah. I think that both the characters, like you said in your letterbox, like the movie makes space for them in a really cool way. Um uh I don't know, this is like I'm I know I'm not the right person to say this, uh none of us are clearly, but like I, I thought that like the really subtle but but pointed decision to cast Justice Smith, a black man, in this role of like a, a giant blockbuster movie that this is Mm -hmm. uh is like amazing like i'm so glad that like the the main character in this is just black and like his dad is ryan reynolds and it like it still doesn't matter and it's like you can have a mixed race person be the fucking star of a movie like it sucks that that's the the bar that there is but it is notable right like definitely especially for like a, a children's blockbuster movie like to cast a black dude in the lead role Rules, Like, I'm, I'm so happy with that decision, right? Kind like, of like not giving uh,
1: second billing to the n- like name of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, Detective right. Pikachu is the thing that's going to make people see this movie. He's cute and fuzzy, and he's funny, and he's like a very recognizable icon. But the character of Justice Smith's uh, Tim Goodman yeah. is actually like the focus. He he's is the, the protagonist
3: and the POV character. Yeah. We're, we're meant to relate specifically and directly to Tim Goodman. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Justice Smith, um, the Mr. Mime scene especially... Which is, you know, when you're filming that, that's just him. And I yeah. think the last time I've ever been, like, really impressed by, like, a human actor working with not human actors is, like, uh, Jennifer Connelly in Labyrinth. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. she, like, really <laughs> sells you on the fact that those are not puppets. Yeah. You know? Um, so it was very convincing. But then again, I mean, everyone in the cast, you know, interacted with the fake Pokemon very
3: well yeah. god bless but, bill nahi oh, oh my god, yeah. god.
1: the ancient mu yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. The um,
1: way that he just lets those three words oh, fall the man his are just amazing
2: um i commenting on catherine catherine newton um i did really like her performance the interesting th- interesting thing about the process of casting that character i found um shout out to wikipedia um like they had a lot of um performers lined up like, to potentially take on that role. Also in the mix were uh, Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things. Oh, sure. Uh, Haley Lou Richardson from, like, Edge of Seventeen Split. Like, she's also great. And then Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why uh, and Love, Simon. (laughs) Just, like, like, a trio of people, along with Catherine Newton, I thought, were, like... Big up-and-comers. Yeah, like, and... Right, (coughs) totally. And any of them would have nailed that role i I really i really like what she brought um and justice smith too i haven't seen anything justice smith was in prior actually i take that back i saw jurassic world fallen kingdom unfortunately oh, i didn't know he was in that yeah he was uh i didn't see it he's some nerd character i think (laughs) so uh
1: well i guess the last like thing to focus on would be ryan reynolds performance as detective pikachu and as tim's dad uh I wasn't really too worried about it because I was really optimistic for this movie, and I decided to shove all like negativity and questioning into the back of my mind when going into this movie. But it was definitely a real concern that he was too Ryan Reynolds in this mm-hmm. movie sometimes. Uh, and there are like those slightly gross, off-color like sex or dick-focused
2: jokes that appear mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Some like interesting like gendered language, and also just like there's one time uh, like I think it's at the underground battle where he was like, "All I hear are consonants." Uh, oh, I didn't know how to take it. it's like a weird, yeah. almost racist line. Yeah, like, definitely like a
3: yellow card. Like. Yeah. Right. Oh, totally. There yeah. are a few
2: different yellow cards in this movie that really pulled me out of it. Um, but yeah, that is the Ryan Reynolds shtick, I guess. Di-
1: Diplo? Uh,
3: that yeah. wasn't... Diplo was a DJ. He wasn't... He the dude who had the Charizard, the Charizard who was like yeah. okay, was Pikachu. Yeah. Also, man, like... What a great character bit! That like, yeah, man, like if man, if I if I had a Charizard, you know, I would have a giant Charizard <laughs> tattoo. Like, <fuck laughs> yeah, yeah. like why wouldn't you? Like, well, like so I would tell everybody Charizard. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would be like, my whole thing is that I is that Charizard is my fucking friend. Like, he's <laughs> also strong is, and real, and he's my
1: friend. Very much uh, like a great like, you randomly encounter this guy in a Pokemon gym type character. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, yeah. you would laugh him off the stage if you saw him slide horizontally across the screen. He's like bit. the
3: Matthew Patel of this uh, <laughs> universe. Um, yeah, really uh, good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, like, I saw a line. I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was Casey Malone um, on Letterboxd. Shout out to Casey Malone. Um, but he said that, like... Uh, Ryan Reynolds says about 200 things a minute and none of it is funny. Um, which is like, it's, that's funny. I don't know that I totally agree, yeah, but like, like overall, I, I understand where that's coming from. Like, I think that like, uh, like Ryan Reynolds is like lobbing a lot. Like he's just throwing a lot up in the air and I think it hits like maybe 20% of the time. And the rest of it is just sort of stick and move. And it like, I don't know. It's... I understood what it was going for, and I found it funny and charming. He doesn't um,
1: drag it down. Yeah, right? like, yeah, totally. I I don't know that I ever worried about Ryan Reynolds dragging it down because he's obviously like a very hot item right now. With he's a very hot man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he, but he's a very like he's very like desired in Hollywood because he ma- pursues projects that he really wants to do. Like the whole reason the Deadpool series exists is because he wanted to make that movie, right? Uh, and I think that like maybe his. I hate to say, like, passion for the franchise or whatever, really. But it, it doesn't really come through. But, it, like, it's a completely serviceable voice performance in general. Uh, and it's, like, not many other characters are hilarious in this movie. So, like, the fact that he even is funny 20% of the time mm-hmm. really does keep a lot of it afloat.
3: And, again, like, the, the movie really makes space for it, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if it was just Tim, that would be a dour movie. Because Tim is, like, a sad, grieving man yeah uh and so giving him detective pikachu and and offsetting him with this uh comic relief um sort of like sarcastic um person is like really the right move Mm -hmm. and like they really offset each other um quite well um and uh his interactions with psyduck are very funny
2: Whoops, um, sorry, check off Psyduck you mean? Yes, check off <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I think it belonged to um Lucy Stevens. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Uh yeah. Um
2: Uh there was um uh bopping around to something totally different. Um there was an actual Snorlax gag in the movie where Snorlax is blocking the yes, road. Um, so good! And the uh, yeah, trying to direct the traffic. There was an actual Snorlax in my theater. Um, for about a half hour of this movie, there was somebody, a row behind, uh, where I was sitting very audibly snoring. That sucks. Should have got
3: the pokey flute. Uh, Um,
2: it was fine. It was, I like, it they would snore during like really quiet moments and nobody was I, I mean i wasn't annoyed by it the people i was with were not super annoyed by it who could hear it um that's too bad they yeah, should have too been many snorlaxes for yeah. sure
3: don't clap at
1: movies and don't snore at movies
2: should we talk about the
3: best reveal in this movie which is miss norman the sort of heavy oh. that works for bill nahi oh uh God. So they said well we should set up. They set it up. This, this character appears a couple of
1: scenes uh, in the middle of the movie where she's wearing like sunglasses. She's
3: wearing big sunglasses, she has pink hair and and like a suit and she's just like a badass. She's the one Suki, who, Waterhouse? Suki Waterhouse, uh, yeah. Yep. She's
1: the one who brings them brings Pikachu and Tim to Bill Nye's.
3: Right. And she's office. she's like the corporate <laughs> heavy, right? She's like the this these people mean business. The like fixer. she's the one who gets shit done, the fixer exactly. Um and in the climax of the movie when they go to remove the um, helmet from Bill Nahi's head because he's controlling Mewtwo with it, uh, she stops them and reveals by taking off the glasses and revealing just... Like bug eye, are not bug eyes, like, like beady, beady, like beady eyes. black eyes. That she is a ditto and has always been a ditto. And then she transforms into a bunch of the Pokemon we've seen from the movie and fights Detective Pikachu. And I didn't see it coming, and I absolutely lost my <laughs> shit. I, <laughs> yes, yeah. Everyone in my theater ruled.
0: just like screamed. Huge yeah. reaction. Because yeah. it was just, oof, boy. It,
2: it reminded me of, and I'm really far removed from this movie at this point, so I'm going to be spotty on the details if anybody is able to pick up the slack. Uh, X2 um X-Men 2 Oh with, with Mystique? Uh no, actually oh. with um so uh, Wolverine is fighting what's her name uh Lady Deathstrike Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike, thank you. Um and like he busts out his uh his claws and then you just have a moment where she gets out her nails. Yeah, she like her cuz before then we only see her beat people up. Yeah. Uh, and then like we know she can heal, but then she also has Wolverine claws on all of yeah. her fingers. I don't know. Like similar sort of reaction. Yeah. you
1: think of it. Yeah. It is a very good turn. Uh, very unexpected near the just near the end, like during the climactic scene where uh, Mewtwo is flying around the city, turning people into Pokemon, turning turning. Pikachu's Pokemon into trying
3: to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they call out because like you know nerds like me would be like that's not how Ditto works, <laughs> and they go what kind of Ditto was that? It was one of uh. What's his name? Clifford's Experiments. And so, like, I love that they called that out here <laughs> just, just for the assholes like me who would have been like, man, it's not how Ditto works. <laughs> uh, yeah. It
2: well, I was wondering about that because, like, that is how Ditto came to be a Pokemon, like, in the first place. Am I misremembering? Like, Ditto was, like, a failed experiment Pokemon and that's just how Ditto came to be. Oh, really? Like, Ditto was, like, a mess of
3: more of Porygon. Ooh. Oh, I think it is okay. Well, okay, it might have been uh, both of them. Okay, I, so I, in the room. I was
2: split with how to take that. Like, I um, I initially took it as like, oh, they're excusing Ditto's weird behavior because like this Ditto was an like an experiment, an experiment. And now like Ditto can do all this tri- different transformation stuff, but also that like sounded eerily familiar to how Ditto became a Pokemon in yeah. the first place mm-hmm. because it's not a natural Pokemon. Like it's like it was create it was it's a mess of DNA. Right, right. And DNA. <laughs> Um Pink Goopy DNA. Pink Goopy DNA. Bill mm, Bill ditto.
3: Nahi, Howard Clifford, the fact that he they like explicitly make his his arc about or his, his ideology about wanting to evolve humans the way Pokemon evolve is brilliant. Hilarious. Is. Uh when when we first meet him, he has an Eevee on his table that he uses a firestone on to evolve into Flareon and I was like oh. completely losing it. He has the evolution stones uh displayed In his uh, suite, and like he also has the ancient muse, like uh, lithographs uh, behind uh,
1: him on display. Yeah, and he's got uh, statues of the original three legendaries behind him, which are striking. uh,
2: Like a walking kick, uh, stick a cane with a mosquito trapped in amber. In the (laughs) he
3: spared no expense. He spared no expense.
1: (laughs) Not getting the reference. I have no idea what you're talking about.
3: Have you never seen Jurassic Park?
1: I I I've, I saw it once. It's a movie. It's a pretty. It's a That's movie. That's
3: how I feel about it too. It's a
1: movie. Uh, it, does anybody else think it's weird that this movie even exists? Because Nintendo is like so characteristically yes. protective yeah. of their property. Definitely. Do you like? Do you think this signals something more for the like Nintendo and the Pokemon company that they'll like? keep franchising it out like this and, like, allow... Because, again, this is a pretty far reach from most Pokemon stories, right? Like, cause right. every Pokemon game, except for, guest guess, Detective Pikachu and maybe Mystery Dungeon, focus on, like, collect them, battle them, beat them, win. Like, use Pokemon to beat humans. This movie isn't that. Uh, yeah, I wonder how much...
2: Um, not to give, like, Marvel too much credit for things, but, like, each of those movies is, like, uh, very concentrated sure. focus within like this universe. So like taking off like taking the Pokemon universe, like biting off a digestible chunk and like kind of running with it for a movie, like
3: well in in particularly because like especially the like second phase of Marvel or whatever what have you all of those movies are like looking to be a genre picture, right? Like, yes, uh, and that's that's why there's, there's like Ant Man and work. the Wasp is like a hot, a heist, right? The fr- yeah, both Ant um, I think are kind of yeah, like are like I don't know what what else you would come up with, but like uh, like
2: uh, Winter Soldiers is, is like, like a, a political spy, thriller, yeah, political spy yeah, thriller,
3: yeah. Um, and uh,
1: the Ragnarok is a comedy.
3: Yeah,
2: I guess um, it's a Judd Apatow comedy with like a couple <laughs> scenes where people just riff for a while. Yeah, that's not necessarily. It's like maybe it,
3: about half as good as everybody says it is. Well, uh, anyway, I that agree take. With that take. Um, but um, like anyway, anyway that that seems like directly leading to this movie, right? Yeah, is they're yeah. like, hey, like we can we have like a giant, super successful franchise. We can play in it too. Yeah. you know, I like. I think that's a that's a really good take. Is that like it seems like. This movie is a reaction to Marvel's success. It also feels like this year's Into the Spider-Verse to me in the sense that, uh, I mean, for the record, like Into the Spider-Verse is a better movie than this, of it's course, a movie. because yep. it's a perfect movie. And it's a, called f- it a miracle fucking miracle. Yeah, it and is a miracle. And gave like, it four and a half stars
1: only. I called it the greatest 3D animated
3: movie of all time.
0: That's I stick by that. I would agree with it. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. absurd. Uh, 3D animated all movie? 3D animated an movies? Name a better one.
3: Maybe. Uh, a fucker. lot of the Pixar movies. Um, <laughs> that's true. But not true. <laughs> I just got like, <laughs> wow, I did it. Um,
2: As, Anything but Ratatouille from Pixar. God damn it. Mm-hmm. I will
3: kill you, Cody. Cars 3 is what
0: you're saying <laughs> <Yes>. is <laughs> better than
3: Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is, wow, is great. Wow, you heard, but heard it here first. When, I, when I called here. it a miracle, uh, I, I didn't just mean because of how good it is. I know. I also meant like because how did they get it that right? Like so much could have gone wrong. It would totally. have been so easy to make a bad movie. This feels like that to like the nth degree like how did detective pikachu turn out to be a good movie it seems impossible right the
1: card seems stacked against it the history of video game movies which i'm glad we haven't touched on yet like this is the first time we've mentioned this we talked about assassin's
3: creed for like 10 minutes like 30 minutes ago we didn't talk about
1: its place in the history of movies though like just characteristically and flat out like always bad Like, never even redeemable or, like, well shot or well acted. Just always bad on every level. This movie is not just, like, a step in the right direction. It's, like, it's a great fucking movie, right? I think it's a
3: a really good movie, yeah. Remember when Jake Gyllenhaal played a character called the Prince of Persia? Do
1: you remember when Jake Gyllenhaal played a character called the Prince of Persia?
3: I mean, like, goddamn. And we all just sort of took that, huh? Like, we we didn't... We're not still talking about that? How Jake Gyllenhaal... (laughs) Like, maybe the most white of white men played the Prince the of Pearl.
2: I mean, people at listening at home, you can't see us all in this room, but. We are also contenders. the whitest of white men. Oh, yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm right there, man. Yeah. I'm translucent right. like a ghost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I didn't. Put, I thought you uh, left the room. I <laughs> didn't put on
2: sunscreen before coming into this fluorescently lit room, and, like. He, is been <laughs> <treading pink. laughs> he has been gradually turning pink.
1: He the same color as his Minnesota shirt. <laughs> I. I. Uh, Compa- I have a take about this movie and the in the future of video game movies near future of video game movies and it's that this movie is Nintendo and Sonic is Sega but just in the console wars of like 20 years ago uh, because the Sonic movie edgy hard to digest <laughs> not super
3: friendly <laughs> it does what Nintendo don't
1: it does exactly what Nintendo don't. That nin- like, this movie is sure to appeal to... Uh, Detective Pikachu is sure to appeal to all ages. It's family-friendly.
3: I think it is. I, it's trying pretty hard to not be classically family-friendly, Yeah, so right, but it's one still, of my friends pointed out that, that it's kind of like
0: Shrek and Shrek 2, like humor that's for the family, but a lot of jokes that are going to go over kids' heads. Um, yeah,
2: Pikachu has a Seinfeld reference when he says, Serenity now. Yeah. Um, oh just like, I was like, okay, that is definitely one for Oh, yeah, I, I kept adults. taking
3: notes about that. I kept taking notes and bothering Jason with that, where I was like, oh, Seinfeld exists in the Pokemon <laughs> universe. At one point, Pikachu says, uh... He he's making fun of Tim Goodman for having a Pikachu bed, and he says, are you going to make me into a lampshade? <laughs> Wait, so, Ed Gein exists in the Pokemon universe. Uh, famous serial killer Ed Gein exists in Pokemon. That's not a great thing to know. Uh, that means Wisconsin exists in <laughs> Which is <Pokemon>. definitely <laughs> not a good thing. Also a bad Oof. thing to know. Uh, yeah. Happy
2: Mother's Day to my mom, who is a Wisconsin native. Yeah,
3: same. Actually, on both counts. Uh, yeah. Lots of disturbing implications there. Uh yeah, some of those if. jokes
0: were a little... Outside of, like, establishing <laughs> that some of our culture apparently is ex- exists in the Pokemon universe, uh-huh. um, boy, there's a line where uh, Tim says something to the effect of, I'm very good at be- being by, by, as- being oof, by myself being by night. myself. at night, yeah,
1: yeah. which is... He says that to his love interest. To his, his
2: love interest. interest. Even if you were that awkward in front of people, in front of women, yeah. You would not say well, that. Well, and then
0: Pikachu <laughs> is like, have you ever talked to a woman before, and... He's like, yeah, and Pikachu says, "When in the birth canal, yeah." Which what the, oh, oh my fuck god, I, is I missed that. Strange.
1: I must have missed that
0: line too. Oh there's also <laughs> when, yeah, he like and Pikachu. Tim,
3: if you could not demonstrate a knowledge of human anatomy, that would be great. <laughs>
0: well, there's also a scene when Tim and Pikachu are going back to the apartment. And Pikachu says, Oh my god, I can't believe I'm letting someone, you know, I'm inviting someone into my apartment. Yeah, yeah I'm was, not that, that type that kind of Pokemon. Pokemon I'm so, so human, weird. Humans
3: and Pokemon fuck in this universe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I, that means.
1: I, I think I think you're getting letting yourself get a little carried away. I think
3: I, think I was I, able That is my reaction to that line I'm, too when I'm I heard ju- it.
1: I'm just coming around to the understanding and within my own heart and in my own soul that I think. I saw two different characters in Pikachu. One of them was Ryan Reynolds, and that's fine. Yeah, like when I heard him saying, "I'm not that type of Pokemon." That was a Ryan Reynolds joke. That right. I decided to keep in the movie, not right? the
3: original po- Pikachu. It was, like
1: it, almost every other time when he's sweet or when he's funny or when he's talking about climate change, Jason, he's Pikachu.
3: You have to you have to come to the con- You have to. Do you have to acknowledge accept? that Pokemon and humans fuck in the universe? Of I Detective will Pikachu. never. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this will. <laughs> the Lickitung tongue is on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Gross!
2: I don't know if this will upset people more, but um, you brought up Sonic. Um, there was a, a there were a few shots actually close up on Mewtwo where I was like, "Oh man, Mewtwo has that Sonic teeth."
3: Does he really? I like, I, I didn't know. He see? His teeth Maybe at all.
2: not to that extent, but I just like saw like Mewtwo's teeth looked a little <laughs> too. They looked a little Yikes. too familiar. They looked mm. a little too human well. He has for my man-made. Taste. Um, true, a very good point. to so go ba- there's a reason
3: for that to go back to your uh, your point about the console wars. um I don't know if I necessarily <laughs> agree specifically with this movie, but I really like that idea that like time is a flat circle, history repeats itself. thing. I, th- I think is that like it's gonna play out in cinema the way that it played out in the console wars. I think
1: it will like really turn out the counterculture so people I guess my
3: question is uh, what other movies would we like to see come out of that? like if you we get to have video game Nintendo movies and Sega movies and what do you like what do you got
1: Echo the Dolphin
3: I would love to see that movie That's a fucking horror movie Yeah I would love to see that
1: Cronenberg oh. on that shit oh, that'd be oh disgusting
3: Yeah
2: I'm not good with brands I don't really know what is
1: it
3: is. Well whatever
0: good. they're going to do a crossover they're at the, they're at the Olympics Oh my god
4: <laughs> <And Sonic laughs> Power Walks to win. Yep
3: <laughs> Sonic and Mario at the Olympics
0: it could i mean it could
1: fucking happen 21 movies later and we've got a movie with every marvel character yep. it could happen <laughs> who is the, like who is years? the
3: thanos of the sega nintendo crossover universe alex kid <laughs> <laughs> like the the black hole from the end of kirby 64 <laughs> that just wanted <laughs> to consume the whole universe uh who was the villain kirby in earthbound the villain in Earth. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Gigas. Yeah. That's a great mm. choice. Uh, yep. Chrono,
1: the T- Chrono Trigger big hedgehoggy looking thing. What was Oof. that
3: called? Oh yeah, that destroyed uh, the world in 1999. Uh, shit. I think that's, I think that's it. Did is Is it Gigas and Gigas? I don't know. I can't remember. One of anyway. those I think is a
0: Pokemon. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I
1: I I guess I'm like I'm really happy that this was a great movie, and even aside from that, I'm really glad for what it means for like the future of franchising video game shit because it feels like the sh- stuff you know uh cartoon movies aside feels like the kind of stuff i would have eaten up as a kid right yep, like mm-hmm. uh, a, a funny realistic looking pikachu movie is exactly what i would have watched at ages like 8 to 15 right now i'm currently watching it and that's saying something right 26 years old so, I, I, I'm really glad that it's happening. Uh, I don't know how I feel about a live action Mario movie, frankly. No. I don't think no, we no. should do that. I think that should be like. I think that should be very. Maybe realistically rendered, but still very cartoony in shape. Like, hey, I don't we can, think I need we can, a Mario we can movie give, at all. <laughs> we can give Waluigi nose pores, but let's still make him look oh, like God. Waluigi. Oh,
0: why did you say that? <laughs> <I> nose pores? <laughs> oh, boy. I will say I think the reason Detective <laughs> Pikachu works over other video game movies is because they tend to be adaptations, or at the very least, they want to take reimaginings, what, right? Yeah. Like what, like the Silent Hill movie? You know what makes that universe compelling? You know they try to incorporate that
3: the spirit Whereas, rather than the uh, right. It's content. either
0: it's either a direct adaptation or they take like bits and pieces from the franchise. Whereas I think with Detective Pikachu. It wasn't trying to reflect the games. It was a movie set in that universe with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they, they took it had, its, of own it had its own creative own. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh,
3: yeah, that's a really good point. God bless you for getting us off of Waluigi's nose. Okay, porn. you put you us, us right back on that train. Oh my god! So I'm never going to not be on that for, that for that, for that movie.
2: Miles Teller as Mario and uh, <laughs> Dom Hall Gleason as <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit!
4: Woody <laughs> Harrelson as Mario. W-
0: Woody... Wow. Adam Driver waluigi <laughs> I would watch oh, an Adam
2: yo, Walu- Yeah.
0: Goodness. Oh my god. Oh, this is really
2: uh this is really um, just keep rolling. forming the uh Super Smash Bros cinematic yeah. universe. Yep.
3: That's where it's that's Hold where on, we're headed. Yeah. We have to write the script. <laughs> uh, were there any other moments? Um, I'm tired of these Mario's. That was my <laughs> that was my uh Adam Driver. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> that was your, wow. Dude, it's like he's in a room with me. Did yeah, you just you. say Mario? <laughs> I think that's how Adam Driver would say it. Well, uh, I'm going to take that bit. bit from
2: the uh, the new um, the, what is it? The Jim Jarmusch zombie movie coming? Uh, ghouls. Uh, yeah, he looks Adam Driver in the next Detective Pikachu movie, seeing like a herd of Haunter. Yeah, <laughs> it just goes ghouls.
3: Man, I could listen to Adam Driver say ghouls for the rest of my life for sure. Uh, uh, you were the asking unbed about yeah ghouls. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the man, showings so good. that
2: you all were at um, because uh, cinema is more than just the movies themselves. It's the act of right. seeing them in wow. an institution like the trylon cinema. cinema. Shout out to the trylon Cinema. Shout um, out to the trylon cinema Cinema, which we did not see Detective Pikachu at. Um, right. You did uh, Well, yeah, because you didn't invite me. Ass. Oh. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. ass. <laughs> didn't <laughs> yeah. think you liked Pokemon. Uh, and uh, like, a, a lot of what goes into seeing this movie is obviously going to be like, with the crowd you're with, the people who also want to see Detective Pikachu, were there any other moments? Like, we've touched on a lot of them, but, like, any other scenes that got, like, a big audience reaction for you, you know, all?
1: Sorry, I'll start. Not as big as, uh, like, at Endgame, where every nerd was just, like, cheering and throwing up and shitting themselves oh my over God, every Bucky's word. He's back in the fold. Yeah. Look at Winter to assemble. He said that same thing that he said, like, 90 times. Cool. But, um. <laughs> But, uh, get, <laughs> <I> get fucked. <laughs> <part> Final <of the laughs> cinematic universe. There, were, there were, Specifically the Russo brothers. Uh, there were several times... Um, actually, I should back it up because at the beginning of this movie, I went to see it with Charlie and Harry, and I thought, I'm here early. I'll get a seat at right in front of the bars where you can put your feet up, because that's great. I love that spot. And then this young man sat right next to me, totally empty row, sat right next to me on my left, and he had headphones on. On your left. He had headphones on, like Bluetooth headphones, and I uh, looked back, and I saw Charlie and Harry. So I was like, oh, I'll get up. And I said, hey, sorry, bud. No, thing of fa- no, no offense. Like, I joked with him. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Got back up there. And he had, like, broken out a tablet and was watching episodes of the <laughs> Pokemon man- or an- oh, anime man. with his headphones on before the movie even started. Like, big old fan. Uh, I don't think that there were any, like, big... Um, there, like the whole birth canal joke got a lot of got a lot of really? laughs. Okay, you know, Ugh, showing, that sucks. Unfortunately,
3: uh, our showing was pretty bro. Heavy. Yeah, I mean, like oh, okay. we are bros. Like we were there. Uh, True. So you know, uh, but there were
1: there were a lot of moments. I feel like a lot of the moments that might have gotten big audience reactions were like uh, masked or blanketed by the fact that I was having a
3: moment in them, like yeah, my definitely. fist and squealing. Yeah, sort right. of me and Jason were extremely hyped. The for last this the last
1: time I felt. Like, that way, indulgently about video game references, was in probably Wreck-It Ralph. And oh, yeah. I saw that in theaters. I'm like, God, yeah. they just referenced Metal Gear Solid yeah. to an audience that will never understand what the fuck that means, right? you know?
3: Uh, the first scene in, in Wreck-It Ralph when Zangief is with the villains, and you're like, <laughs> wait, why? And then you look it up, and the director was like, oh, I could never beat Zangief uh at my arcade and so he's not technically a bad guy but he was a bad guy to me so Aww. i put him in the movie and i was like that's <laughs> the coolest thing i've ever that. heard yeah. like yeah
1: uh, how about well i mean Harry, did you notice uh, anything yeah i, didn't I don't notice? know
3: um i did like i i heard distinct gasps pretty much every time there was a new pokemon introduced on screen yeah and i was like so into that um man like we were so hyped for the ditto reveal like everybody lost their shit yep. uh yep that's the one for that me was yeah great. people just went um, crazy you
1: went uh with a couple other people right yeah
3: to the show icon oh, oh show, show place icon, show place
1: icon. Yeah. yeah
2: it's a good place I saw, yeah i went
3: there friday and um I there. I, yeah i did too Nine
2: twenty. 20
3: no 640 okay oh yeah, once or damn, maybe twice <laughs> i got the extremely gratifying um that's chappy moment where like <laughs> like there would be like a hand on the on like The in the the glass on in the facility, and somebody behind me was like "Granita," and then like, (laughs) and I was like, "Yes, like that's my favorite, like uh or uh um." Yeah, just P- even easier Kuros ones. Toros in the opening, like, yeah. establishing shot, you see Toros. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah.
1: It's, it was a very nice communal movie. Like, I would definitely yeah. see this one in theaters, because you'll have a lot of... There, when we came out, there was a girl playing, uh, I, I forget what Pokemon game, probably Let's Go, one of them, on her Switch, with yeah. a little Eevee plush next to her, and she was so clearly oh. fucking oh, just ex- overjoyed to be seeing this movie. I don't yeah. think they're showing it started yet, but, yeah. like makes me extremely so yeah. happy na- i'm in 1998 again you i know, know like yeah. it's just so good it's it's I, I i'm making it sound like i relied on too much on nostalgia but again like i probably have next to cody the least familiarity like least yeah. love and current familiarity with pokemon and it still got to me
2: right so uh there was only one other scene um for me and it wasn't like a big reaction like not very loud nobody clapped thank christ um <laughs> thank god but, uh uh it was the, um and kind of to set this up a little bit, uh, that video going into Rhyme City, it had, like, uh, a mild Pokemon montage of just, like, Pokemon in the wild. We get Squirtle, we get Charmander, we don't see Bulbasaur in that montage, but kind of, which kind of bummed me out, but... but. Bulbasaur had its moment later. After they fall off of those Torterra, um, Pikachu is you know on the brink of death. There's a Bulbasaur that kind of uh, comes from behind a, a mound and um, oh, just yeah. waddling. That's yeah, so good. Tim has a you know good moment calling back to a conversation that he has with Detective Pikachu. Um... Uh, just about like communicating and like you know pokemon can feel you even if they don't like understand yeah, you which
3: solves like one of the central epistemological problems of the pokemon universe totally. and they do it at, like in a line where yeah. it's like yep. oh wait like like the po- pikachu just says like oh even if we don't if you don't talk to me uh, I can feel you communicating with right. me and it was like holy shit and like,
2: it, <sighs> it's a, it was a great uh thematic tie in as well because like part of tim's issue is that he's like having trouble he's having trouble coping with this loss he's having trouble emoting and and, like, sharing that with and that's the with problem others. with
3: Pokemon. Tr- like, that's what stops him from being a great Pokemon trainer, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. Is he's blocking his emotions? Right. So he's having Captain this Marvel could never. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so he's having this conversation with, uh, with Bulbasaur. Um, and, like, Bulbasaur receives this, goes back over, um, and then like, a couple seconds later, a shitload of Bulbasaur come from behind this I hill. I thought
3: that they were going to start playing the Totoro theme. Like, the, <laughs> the like, doo-doo-doo-doo. You know uh, that, that yeah, part? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I, and it was just, like, like, a 10 to 15 second just consistent murmur throughout the theater. Probably a lot of, like, Hushed, like oh my god, that's Bulbasaur! Uh, <laughs> but like nicer than that. Shout out to everybody who saw the movie this weekend. Um, yeah, be pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was just like a very a bigger reaction than I thought. That was probably the one reaction where like I wasn't also like hooting and hollering, so I was able to hear this one. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, everybody's all in on Bulbasaur. Yeah, all right,
3: yeah, it's fine. Bulbasaur <clears throat> rules. Yes, Bulbasaur does rule. Yeah. I,
1: I think the genius of how these Pokemon were used in this world was that they don't give any of them personalities beyond kind of what you're expecting, except for Pikachu and maybe Mewtwo. Mr. You Mime, know? maybe?
3: Yeah, Mr. Mime is like...
1: I guess so, yeah. but that that was necessitated. Yeah. Necessitated? Necessitated. Necessitary. necessitated. I said it. Um, like, all of these Pokemon are... Uh, uh, exemplified and described and used as, like, as they might be in the real world. Like, again, that Loudred thing I keep coming back to because it's such just like perfect marriage of those things. The only Pokemon that we, like, get to hear his exact thoughts is, again, Pikachu. So he's kind of our lens through it. It's not like... Because you, can you imagine if, like, fucking Machamp had been out there directing traffic and then he pulls out a cell phone and takes a cell phone for Instagram and he's like, looking good, buddy, or whatever? That would have just been the worst shit in the world. But, like, I, I can't actually say that. that would be the worst shit in the world. I was going to say, say I'm smiling,
3: that, but, but, I'm, but <laughs> I'm able to read. <laughs> but I'm able
1: to read into like the character of that of that Pokemon because he was super thotting it up. By the way,
3: yeah, he <laughs> like, was trunks, I mean, he's, he's fucking Machamp. I would be slumming that shit too. <laughs> yeah. Dude's cut. But, like uh, the fact that no. Other <laughs> He is. I'm stop he has a champion belt on. He's
0: too it? horny for, for much right now. <laughs> God, can you stop being horny for Pokemon for <laughs> one <laughs> second,
3: man? Think about all those arms. Yeah, it's an established man. fact for the universe. Only in one.
0: Only it's in an established one. fact um, for the universe. That Lickitung on the train. You just went crazy. <laughs>
3: I did not. Does uh, uh, the belong uh, to anyone? I, <laughs> no. I
1: I was disappointed that I never got to. And maybe this is this is hypocritical because I said that I didn't want more Pokemon themes, but the Pokemon healing theme would have been nice. Dun, 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 dun. I would have loved to have I Man, if Nurse Joy
3: or uh, Officer, Officer Jenny, Jenny had yeah. been in this movie, I would have lost my fucking mind. Well, they've or got like, to. I thought that. I thought that. Uh, as I think you're meant to, you're supposed to think that maybe Suki Waterhouse's character is Jesse yeah. from Jesse and James. Like yeah. Team Rocket. Team Rocket and man, if Team Rocket had been in this movie, I would have like gone nuts. That's the other thing. They
1: could have easily put like a very simple, very short post-credits scene showing like sure. two people sitting next to each other. One of them has red and one of them has blue hair, and it's like you would have blown out the whole fucking theater yeah. just with that like half reveal and set up the next movie, right? But they they did. nice opportunity which right. is that's I fine. I mean yeah, that's I fine. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's right? in,
3: they've got good integrity. Would I have liked a post credit sequence where like we just see like now entering Pallet Town or something? Like maybe. Maybe I would have lost my mind. Who can say? <laughs> uh, there is um as we're touching on
2: the Inevitable fan service of this movie. There is one other sequence that I forgot about. It is the underground fighting scene uh, where Magikarp makes a cameo. <gasps> uh, <laughs> You're yeah, talking about the the filmmakers knowing their audience. Um, God damn! Yeah, just like seriously. All of the the Magikarp
3: training grinds that you go on to get a Gyarados. Did you? Did anybody buy the? The magic carp, the special magic carp that the guy sells you in Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah, yep. yeah. It, he like he like sells it to you for an exorbitant price, and he's like, it's a special magical Pokemon, and then it's like a level one magic carp. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I, yeah, like in bouts of boredom and just kind of like, yeah, why, like, why not? Yeah. I play this game all the time. I'll have like a few runs where I buy the magic carp like an idiot. <laughs> uh, but then what
1: happens in that scene is,
2: yeah. So, uh, Pikachu is. Uh, Uh, you know, thinking that, like, some great uh, transformation will happen, he just kind of kicks Magikarp out, um, to face this Charizard. This is, you know, we're nearing the battle, the end of the battle. Uh, and... Like nothing happens, and Pikachu's like, I really didn't know what would happen here. I pictured <laughs> something completely different, uh, but then turns out it was uh, enough experience points uh, for that Magikarp to uh, suddenly evolve into Gyarados. Um,
1: everybody, I it was like Tim, Pikachu, Charizard—they all pee their pants, and Gyarados
2: just—and so, <laughs> <And laughs> so do I, and so do I. All right,
1: Nick, <laughs> if there had been a close credit scene to the to this movie that would have really sold oh you on, man. like, really, re- like for me, it would have been like. Uh, there are two young children sitting by, side by side you never see their faces there's one has red long hair one has blue long hair and they don't say anything they're just like being talked to by an adult about some like initiative or whatever that would have that would have been, it for been me. yeah i been think great.
0: that would have been some call back to justin james yeah yeah you
1: would have liked to have to, yeah, to really there in the next wrong. one
0: or, i mean yeah p-
3: put me <laughs> else in it well, the hell it's got to be me, me oath, out. right well like, maybe
1: that's maybe that he's like handing them a meowth or something that would be Perfect.
3: They do. I do care about Ash and Brock and Misty, but <sighs> I would have loved to have seen them. But that's okay. They did My get My friend. In- oh, go, re- ahead, go ahead.
0: My friend really thought that Ash was going to end up being Tim's dad.
1: Ooh.
3: <laughs>
0: because he ruled.
3: he was the one who like battled Mewtwo yeah. originally. They would have done like a like a Dark Knight Rises thing. Yep. it's Like you should start using your last name, Tim. Catch him. <laughs> 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 it's like oh, said he's just Tim Goodman. Goodman. <laughs> Uh,
1: what I think they should do regarding those characters particularly is, like, kind of Legend of Korra style, have them be, like, the monoliths of this yeah. of this world, like Which Ash is, and Misty. They and kind Rock. of did,
3: right? Like, in the Rhyme City sort of promotional material, there is a trainer who is implied to be either Def- Red or I think Ash. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was thinking yep. Red, but yeah. yeah, no totally. And, like, he's just dressed up like him, and he's, like, right. in a tournament. Fun, and yeah.
1: fun trivia, Ryoma Takeuchi provides the Japanese dubbed voice of Tim, and he played that trainer.
3: Oh cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. also really cool.
1: Which I don't again an unnamed trainer yeah. I guess. So uh, like.
3: Uh, like one more cool thing to point out that uh Mewtwo is agender uh, canonically in the um Pokemon series and in this movie he his voice or their voice excuse me is provided by a man and a woman simultaneously yep, wow. overdubbed yeah uh, yeah that's amazing it, to like imply like not only that agendered people exist but also that like like I really like the idea that like this is not a, a human like idea like this is a, a post sort of human like evolution mm-hmm. is that like we're headed to yeah it's great post, you two said fuck
1: gender yeah Me two yes. said
3: fuck gender. <laughs> Detective Pikachu said fuck cops. <laughs> <laughs> detective Pikachu, Pikachu said, is real. Fuck Republicans. <laughs> 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 I, no, Pikachu, I do want to point out that Detective Pikachu is a cop. He, he used detective. to be. He was a private eye. And he doesn't trust cops. More well more, more okay, well he was working dad. with a cop. Yeah. Harry's dad is a cop and he was his partner. No, but Harry's dad used to be a cop and now now he's not. He broke bad. Yeah. <laughs> he broke dead. He broke down. <laughs> mm, okay. This I, has been tribal.
1: Guys, I, I I really love this movie, and I love getting I to liked talk it about it lot. so yep. much with other people who liked it. Yeah. yeah. Is that it? Was it was
2: great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, the image I'm going to take away from this movie um, is, uh, again, going back to the first time we see Rhyme City, there are, like, two friends walking and just, like, going about their day walking side by side talking to one another animatedly and then literally animatedly behind them is their each of their pokemon partners like Ooh, having like their trim- own trim- little yeah yes. like conversation i think it was like yeah like a Trimander and a squirtle that's just like fucking magic that's yeah like an image that so many of us going to this movie probably like have want like speaking for myself maybe you all too just like envisioning that from a very <coughs> young age and growing up with this this universe
1: because uh, who, who played Pokemon and wasn't like, what if, you know, that were you know, real? Right? Well, oh, yeah, everybody what was putting together to their you. teams. Like, oh, who's yep. your Pokemon? Yeah. yeah, and I feel like like stringing people along for 20 years before that happened is just a... Like, the payoff alone is going... To, like, it, this movie's already made 60, $64 million yeah. of its $150 million budget, which... I'm sure it'll break. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I will give it more easy. of my money for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah I'm probably going to see it just, again. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to see it again.
1: All right. You want to go right guys, after this? Let's go. <laughs> you gotta, you <laughs> bring your moms. <laughs> it's Mom All Tuesday. right. That was, uh... that was Detective Pikachu. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this very special episode of Try Love. I'm Jason. I'm Cody. I'm Harry. I'm oh. Nick. Uh, and bye. Pika Pika.